This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. You're watching Flash Pages, our dork powered by the Dorkening Podcast Network. We have a killer show for you today. We're going to be talking about Dr. Doom and Dr. Strange in Triumph and Torment. Uh, also, in a speakers on that's not good i'll fix that <laughs> uh also we're going to be talking about the new gotham knights teaser trailer and what everybody thought about that <laughs> thank you um, it's gonna be a fun show speaking of that uh drew how's it going bud <laughs> sorry i was told it's impolite to speak when i'm chewing hey everyone glad to be here got a great show leo's mics are whacked yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fix it. Jar Jar. Howdy. My hair is whacked. I was just about to say. Whoa. That's cool. Maybe if I... Yeah. Well, hey, hold on. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> so, hold on. I'll try this. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Nothing lasts horrible hair like that. <laughs> Um, but so, uh, I, I sent you guys something that dropped today. Uh, the, the Gotham Knights, I don't want to teaser talk about trailer. <laughs> oh my god, that looks so god awful. Okay, I just I have one question regarding it, and I feel yeah. Jeremy and I feel Leo, you back me up, back me up on this. What is so hard about following? the comics what is so hard about just taking inspiration from the books you know characters and then doing your little cute spin why do we have to create a new character who no one's ever heard oh and, multiple, multiple new characters right, right multiple, correction multiple new characters never heard and then we legitimize it with one or two characters we have heard of so in this one um and i don't and kids please if you really want i recommend at least two shots before you watch this trailer, I, I didn't, and I, I feel so, so drunk already. Um, 
You have Bruce Wayne's son, who isn't named Damien. Yeah. Oh, uh, so apparently I actually replayed it to make sure I I was like, who the fuck's Turner? Turner Uh, So he's listed as uh, Bruce Wayne's adopted son. I missed that. Still. No, uh, yeah, that's in that's in the Wikipedia. Yeah, you, you know who else was his adopted son? Richard, Jason, Timothy. I've heard of all these people. You know, um, but let's yeah. see, even even even, hey. even Stephanie, um, Cassandra, uh, Barbara. Well, Barbara wasn't, but you know, for the sake of this argument, exactly. Um, Unless we're talking about the animated killing joke, and then that we don't talk about that. Oh, yeah, but but, um, (laughs) you know, and then you have these like okay, you have the Joker's daughter. I, I, before I re watched it, I heard Carrie Kelly, I was like, oh, okay, I know that name, and the Joker's daughter, yeah, uh, okay. (laughs) I'm sorry, I feel I have to say, it's still probably one of the worst things to come out of the new Fifty Two in terms of Batman. Um, all it you know, totally unnecessary. No disrespect to those who identify with the character and cosplayed at it, but you know, whatever. Um, and I, I feel bad because you know, Misha Collins is a great actor, and it's nice to see him in something that he's speaking in a normal tone that's not Castiel from Supernatural, but. It's just yet again, it's like, why are these great actors in this thing that honestly, I would be surprised if we see a season two Teen drama? Like, I'm so aren't we done with these kind of superhero? Like, well, no, oh, okay, here's my theory. Uh, so you know, a lot Multiverse. of people, uh, no, 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 yeah, <laughs> Mephisto, Mephisto. <laughs> Uh, so uh, it's it's pronounced Neron in the <laughs> universe. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Sorry. And why is Harvey? That is Harvey Dent. He's playing yes, Harvey Dent, right? Why is mm-hmm. he a, a detective? Am I confused? Is he he's a cop in this? No. See, what I'm thinking is Batman is not dead. I think he's in a coma, and this is a nightmare under Superman's statue. There you go. The yeah. little the robots working on him. It's okay. It'd be good. It's like Bane broke his back. I'm just you know what I'm I'm just thinking brother it's all brother eye. That's what I'm thinking. But all jokes aside, I'm sorry, if, if I was giving that stars, I would be about half of one. Oh, like I, if I, it was a completely different show, I maybe. might might have so been like yeah, I've been like, okay, let's. It's CW, so probably not going to be good, anyways. But mm-hmm. well, hold hold off there. Uh, oh, so, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I. So we we know. I mean, CW started the Berlanti verse started off strong. You know, Arrow, Flash, and, and whatnot, uh, Supergirl. Uh, but then it turns into teen drama, and you know, just yeah, utter utter one. crap. But, okay, Smallville. So, well, Smallville was. I liked Smallville at the end and at the beginning. Yeah, same, the same. middle was kind of. 
Oof. Yeah, but you have to agree that a lot of well, that... Hold on, can I get my theory out here? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, so here's my theory. The ADD uh, is real yeah. tonight. Sorry. So, so I, you know, Berlanti, you know, did he have a hand? Well, I'm thinking that everything got toned back in uh, Superman and Lois because that show is phenomenal. We're getting awesome DC characters with no teen drama. So my thought was that, you know, this is probably like the last of the CW efforts that Berlanti is putting like all the scene, teen drama into this. Like what was supposed to go into Smallville plus yeah. then some. With, with actual teens where the drama makes sense. Because I'm sorry, your dad is Superman and you grow up thinking you don't have superpowers, but your brother does. That's a legit gripe. Oh, yeah. I'd be kind of pissed off like if I was Turner and like finding out Carrie Kelly's like hanging out with my dad while I'm like, I mean, I mean, he's my adopted dad, but still like, how come he, she knows that he's Batman and I'm listen, I, I, I saw that and I, I, I just, it's just one of those where I just think to me, it just comes off as lazy, you know, um, there are so many good Batman comics that you could do that don't involve Batman. Like Gotham Central is a great example. You know, that's Greg Rooka's book. He talks about Gotham all the Academy. There you go. Gotham Academy. It's just it's the same it, in a different degree. But Gotham mm. Central was about the detectives, the cops yeah. in, in, in Gotham, you know, and it was written like a like a crime noir. And I was like, OK, that's awesome. It's kind of like, um, yeah, Ben Towers. By uh, Bendis and uh, oh, Bowman. cool! I gotta check that. You know, Powers is really good. I like that. You know, you have detectives investigating super crimes. So, y you know, something different, but still, you can reference current events within the DC universe. But it's still its own little niche. This, it's just, it's like sh it's sugar sugar gum pop when we didn't need it. You know. And like again, if there are people who really want to watch it, you know, hey, all power to you. Me, I, I bet I'm you the twelve to eighteen are gonna probably dig it a little bit for ten yeah. minutes, yeah. and then go out and right. party and do whatever they're supposed to be doing at twelve through eighteen. Fair enough. So moving on. Um, yeah, I was uh, kind of mad that you sent that right up before the show. Sorry, like, oh, sorry. Reading now, Strange and Doom, and then I'm like, oh. Um, I will say this. Um, speaking of current events, uh, I believe everyone's here has watched the two episodes of Kenobi. Yes. Yes. Three um, times. Oh, now, twice for me. I, I think we can agree that since the show is still not finished, we should discuss anything in a non-spoilery review. Yeah. Um, well, have well we, we have to we have to discuss the opening scene though, where the Padawans are saving Baby Yoda, and you know we get what? to see. <laughs> oh, oh, is that? Oh, right. Then, <laughs> I was like, then, hold on, did I miss? <laughs> and, and then and then uh, Doc Brown shows up in the Mandalorian and says, "Honey, get in. We've got to save the Mandalorian." You know. Um, that's just all sorts of John. Uh, that's just all sorts of composing nightmares. John Williams and Alan Silvestri. I mean, talk about a duel of fates. 
more like a duel of composers. Um, but listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm two episodes in. I think I'm enjoying it more than I did Boba Fett. I'm just going to say that. You know, Boba Fett did warm up over time, and I do feel it ended strong. However, um, this one's two episodes in. It's great to see Ewan back as the character. And I, I personally love when the original actor is still doing it. You know, that's how I felt. More, than one, or more than one original character. Well, it's actually, true. Well, well, in the it's first change. Uh, so we actually saw three original characters. We did. Um, uh, played by their original actors. It's true. Um, yeah. It's true. I, I also no, just... isn't that four? Listen, uh, we can discuss this later. Because we we're on the sand planet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. Tom says he has one complaint, but he won't spoil it. I have one complaint, too. I, I, well, I have Thank a lot you, of questions, Tom. but I also will not ask them here. Well, on. well you, you, you okay. got the Wait, wait, hold on. I got a point correctly. Well, let me, you got the Star I, Encyclopedia here, so I'm sure. He oh can no, no, no. We'll, we'll, uh, are we gonna do? I don't. I don't think we should. It's no. only been like three days, oh, right? Damn it! Damn like it. I, I, I want to. I really do, because like I have like so many no. questions that I want to pick apart. And, but also, I have to say, by the end of episode two, I was like, I can't wait for episode three. Jeremy, but, Jeremy, I'm, I'm gonna quote PCU. Don't be that guy at a band show wearing the shirt of the band that he's going to see. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy, but with spoilers. <laughs> no, no, no. But sit down. Frank, sit down. Sit down. Um, so so j just real quick, you guys caught who the bum was, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That okay. was, was, was clever. Like, yeah. The one thing I will say is I enjoy that we see the evolution of Obi-Wan. And to me, I just enjoy grumpy, not so, but kind of getting their grandpa in the desert. Like antisocial, just kind of still dealing with everything that happened in episode three. Remind you kids, that's where this takes place between episode three and four. And don't worry, Disney Plus already has you covered because they have a prequel package where you can watch all of the Obi-Wan stuff. Well, well all, all, yeah, well, yeah, the uh, the catch-up uh, scene in the beginning where it, like, brings you up to... I like that. Yeah, that, they did, that they was did. good. Yeah. It was... Um, so we can say this literally, take, literally takes place at the very end of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. That's where it starts off. Yes. Yeah. Or, well, no, then, actually, 10 years later. And then we, um, and then we jump 10 years... Into the future. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I will say I do like some of these new characters I'm seeing. Um, the writing's solid. Um, nothing feels forced or, in my opinion, trying to win points. Um, everything's very natural, moving at a nice pace. And um, there is one character who is a beloved character whose interactions with Obi-Wan, in my mind, kind of make the show. That's all I'm gonna say. I she's agree. Very cute. She's very cute. She's very snarky. Um, that's all I will say. 
but she's a great, and I'm looking forward to episode three. Um, so far, again, to me, this looks pretty solid. I know I've seen somewhat mixed reviews. Some people really loved the first two episodes. Some people felt that it was a little overblown, missing the mark. But let, let's be real here. Star Wars fans are, are very critical of, of things. Um, I don't so, know if anyone's seen this, but Star Wars had to make a post telling fans to really kind of stop being racist because I think <gasps> the new characters... Um, stop being racist. Um, I, I, I don't think Star Wars fans will ever stop doing that, but like, um, good try. <laughs> one of the new Sith characters um, spoke about a lot of, of course, social media backlash because the internet is a cesspool of, of stupid, stupidity and prejudice uh, at times. And, a female um, or a male character? A uh, female. female. So, so, so question about that character. Again, without spoiling it, uh, we're talking about Obi-Wan right now. Um, that character, do you believe they were part of the group in the very beginning? I yes. wonder about that, yeah. I, I, there has, it's either that or it's something that we... It, it's definitely going to be a flashback some point during the show. And I also want to comment that I do really love that these Star Wars episodes are not going past 10 episodes. I think that's honestly the yeah, perfect Yeah, I actually like the length. whole six to eight episodes. It's yeah. kind of like... Six mini-movies. Kind of yeah, like what Netflix in, did with the Marvel scene. Yeah. So, so watching the first two episodes, and this is not a spoiler, this just made me think about Obi-Wan in general and the mm -hmm. Star Wars series in general. Okay. Um, do you think, obviously, they're rewriting some stuff or going deeper into right. some of the lore, um, but the way Obi-Wan dies in Star Wars, spoiler alert, um, uh, it on, made me think... It, I'm it, only it, on episode three. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, it, it made me think, could he have been, and this is probably wasn't shown, uh, force projecting? Did he not? In, maybe in he didn't four? leave Tatooine. Yeah. That's, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. The way it's, that Yoda passed and stuff, that would. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Ah, nice, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it, I think that's wishing too much. You know? Well, I, I'm just trying to think about what disney is going to do as they they try to repair some ben had finished what he was meant to do and ben was like leo, i'm done when come, yeah. leo when it comes to star wars you should change your name from leo pond to the king of wishful thinking <laughs> I, 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 i'm just trying to think ahead because oh talk about the king of wish, wishful thinking here ah right here jar jar was in the 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 preview up to to the show starting do you think we'll get a where's jar jar now you you know i i you know i wouldn't i wouldn't be mad at that because i do think it's interesting because when that character first came out there was such huge negative backlash i mean the 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 voice actor alone at one I point admitted, committed that he, that he considered committing suicide because just there was so much intense hate for his character and later on he's he's got a fan base he's 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 
you know, he's I've been he a fan since the beginning. He, he isn't the guy. as well. Yeah, he, Jar Jar yeah. Binks. I don't really know the actor too well, but yeah, yeah. But um, and again, I think that's again another case of fans misdirecting their annoyance at things. Um, you know, it's the same thing that happened with Jake Lloyd. You know, who was Anakin yep. in the in episode one, and even Hayden Christensen. They got so much hate for their performances. But, you know, the person that I was like, okay, you're not, you shouldn't be really annoyed at them. You should kind of be more annoyed at the writer and director of that George Lucas. I think Hayden Christensen's uh, character made total sense. A whiny, kind of penchant, like that's the makings of a Sith Lord. Like this kid that like nothing's fair, wham, like my whole life's been strife and like wham. And, Not and, that like he, he's wrong, but just like right. And and also on top of it, when you talk about Anakin, you see the progression. You see the things that led him down that. I mean, you know, there were already signs going down. Like, let's just be real here. In episode two, again, spoilers, but it's been over ten years, so please get over it. Um, when he loses his mother, that to me was, you know, that to me was I feel the descent. You already saw some darkness, but that was what oh, yeah. really sent him over. It's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Um, I will also say this. Um, apparently, no matter what, Uncle Owen is still kind of an ass uh, in any iteration. But this time, you have to remember, he didn't make any promises. Because that was his downfall in uh, episode four, remember? <laughs> it's last one. I promise. I'm like, yeah, right, Ben. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I like how um, he called for. Well, we know we know in the trailer uh, that Luke's in this, but the way he called for Luke was was like the same way that he he called for Luke in the uh, in the first movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, I like that callback. There, there was definitely some very subtle yeah. callbacks, you know. Uh, the way Obi-Wan scratching his beard and, you know, certain things like that. I think, again, I, I'm fine with subtle. I'm fine with yeah. those little Easter eggs that you will notice, but it's not obnoxious. Gone. Like, there's some Easter eggs. It's like, oh, my God, we got it. It, you know, it's like, oh, okay, that's a reference. Cool. You know, when it's casually thrown in, you're like, oh, okay, nice. You know, we keep going. Um, speaking I, of... Just, just one... Just one yeah. question. Uh, the I want to know if either of you thought of this. The alert system for his. I was wondering about that. Yeah, uh, you... like because the the other one I was wondering if we saw in the background on the other planet there, like not. Oh. Yeah, we we saw him. It was definitely. I I yeah I know. I'm pretty sure that was him. Because uh, this would make sense about... Well, uh, go ahead. Yeah. So, so the alert system, uh, and I posted this in, in the comments, do you think that's a, another character that wasn't shown? I was wondering okay. about that. Because it makes sense for yeah. uh, and it looks the way Obi-Wan transported himself to where he is. I will say this. One we can talk about it. I have one 
it's not really a gripe. It's more of a what the hell uh, comment about, I think it's the second episode um, or it's the first one. I'm not really sure. But it's when we can talk about it. We got to give it a little time. Um, but there was one moment I was like, um, I'm sorry, what? Um, but I, honestly, a solid start. I'm very, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it. Um, and I just want to point out everybody, this is just to let Obi-Wan find its footing. Let's not do a, well, it's not Mando. I'm like, okay, excuse me. Nobody saw Mando coming. So let's not play that, please. Let's, let's try to be above that yeah. for once. You know, we, with any fandom, there are some bad actors. and just, I just uh, like this is going to have – it has so many ways it can go right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. So, I Hello. mean – well, sorry. Go ahead, Drew. No, no, fine. No, no. I, I was going to uh, move to the next topic, but if there's still more we want to talk about, oh, you know, no, I, 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 I was just going to say that, you know, Disney has definitely poisoned these – not poison uh, – but poised. Uh, poised these shows to certainly be a bridge between the the sequels. You know, Obi Wan is taking place between you know the uh, the first prequel and then the uh, the original saga, and then obviously um, you know Mandalorian, Boba Fett is you know bridge between the last two. Um, well, it, it's mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, Leo. I, I want you to finish. I, this is not just me. Also, I'm chewing, so keep going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just find it interesting that, you know, fans, there are a lot of fans that hate the the final trilogy and hate the prequels. Uh, you also have a f- fan base that grew up with the prequels and, you know, not really fans of the original saga. Mm-hmm. I, I think what they're doing is, is they're trying to bridge the fandoms. You know, it, it definitely seems that way. You, you know, because uh, watching this, you're definitely looking at the, the prequels totally different. I know I am. Uh, same thing for Mando and, and you know, uh, Boba Fett, you know, looking at, you know, Star Wars Episode Six, which was considered definitely one of the weaker ones, you know, looking at that differently. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's definitely, you know, obviously revisiting the past, but, you know, just allowing us to have a new appreciation for it. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But I will take that wonderful note to then transition to something else I'd like to discuss. Um, I saw uh, this weekend past the new Top Gun movie. Did you new, sign up uh, for the, Did you sign up for the Navy? I did not, but I found that really funny learning about how they got such high recruitment uh, for the next two to three years because of that movie. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Um, I, I have to tell you, when I saw that, like I, I wanted you to join the, the Navy. Navy. I really? wanted to, I, I wanted to, and my mom's like, "No, you're not joining the military." So. Um, again, it's just came out, so I'm not going to spoil anything. But I have to say, this is one of the better, long-awaited sequels I've seen in a while. Um, the cast is superb. Tom Cruise's character, you know, they could have just made him just do. Uh, just essentially a repeat of Top Gun, but they had a really nice angle there. Um, They bring back some characters that were unexpected. Uh, Miles Teller uh, playing Rooster, who is um, his former uh, wingman Goose's son, does a terrific job. 
Um, there is a lot of wonderful homages to the original, um, but it's not as corny and cheesy because let's just be real here. As lovable as the original Top Gun is, it's it's 80s cheese. Oh, hell like, yeah. There, there are some moments that you're like, really? They play I will also say this. <laughs> like, they play volleyball. Like 80s cheese Yes, they, they, the do, they do have their own version of that. Um, I will also say this. The way that they incorporated Val Kilmer in the film as Iceman was really well done. And at the time that he was filming it, Val was still recording, uh, recovering from uh, throat cancer. So, you know, he, he can barely speak. And the way that they still made his character integral to the struggles that Maverick was dealing with, um, you know, just the whole story in general, it, it was really great. And um, when, if you guys can see it more time passed, there is a tidbit that I learned about it that just made me respect those scenes so much more. So honestly, um, if everybody, if you're a fan of the movie, you know, um, if you're just looking for something that's really fun, um, that's really very old school. Tom Cruise had a big uh, contribution to this, and his main rule was that everything is practical. So there's very little to no CGI in this. So you see them in those jets, they're really flying that stuff. Um, yeah, but it's it, 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 it really wowed me. I did see it in IMAX, though. So literally, when those jets would fire, I felt like I was right there. So nice. at some point, I was like, oh, it's tight. Okay, cool. All right. Nice. So, so, so without uh, just you mentioned Val Kilmer, just real quick, I heard that they used, I think, like 10 AI programs to like digitize his voice. Okay, see, Leo, that's exactly what the thing I was going to talk oh, about yeah. later, but someone doesn't understand a spoiler. So, well, uh, you mentioned yes. he's in it. You know, it's just you, know, you mother. But, yeah, there is a scene where <laughs> I'm sitting he, here just like I didn't see Top Gun yet, mother. There's a scene <laughs> where he's talking to Maverick, and he does speak. And I found later on that they and it's amazing because I had no idea they used programs to essentially recreate his voice because he, he he really couldn't talk the whole time so the whole time most of his performance is with his face and as we've seen very few actors carl urban and dread being one of them can really pull off a dynamite performance with just limited to no facial expressions and he did a great job i mean I've, val kilmer say what you will about the man and his career uh his ups and downs He's still really one of the best, and this movie really proved it. So, honestly, nice. that that gets I would say four four and a half stars out of five for me. I really recommend everybody please go see it. And a ton of people are broke a ton of records uh, opening weekend. So that's cool. As Tom noted, thank you again, Tom. Yeah. Um, awesome. as, this guy's like our fifth uh, splash pages guy. He's our fifth. <laughs> um. Um. But I'm trying to think if there's anything. I don't know. Is there anything else you guys are watching? Do you think they'll have Val and Willow? Yeah, they did say that his character will be coming back for Willow. Are you serious? That's. I believe that's what I heard. Drew, I just fell in love with you. I know. It's okay. <laughs> it's the beard. I, I watched the, the trailer the other day, and I was just like, oh, my God. The 
only sad thing is that there won't be any Mad Martian. No, I, I believe that they, they talked about that with him. I don't know if that's true, though. So I mean, they'd have to give us an update of where what happens, at least, because like last mm -hmm. we knew, he, he's ruling Terrace Lee. <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, oh, there was also one thing I saw that was really awesome. I, I don't have the image of it, but I, I wish I did because I, I saw this artist do this fantastic crossover battle piece. And I'm like, why is this a comic? It was the, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus the Street Sharks. Oh, and I was like, cool. this would be, I would read the crap out of that comic. <laughs> you know? And I'm just thinking logically. I was like, you had the Turtles crossover with Ghostbusters. Um, I could have sworn the Power Rangers at one point. Um, yep. You know, so, I'm sure there's been others. Oh, Batman. Um you know, all these others, like, why not the Street Sharks, who were literally kind of inspired by them? Savage Dragon. You know, yes, yeah, Savage Dragon. Like, literally, they're inspired by them. Like, the Street Sharks, the joke is that they'll eat anything, but they hate pizza, which was a nod to the Turtles, because, you know, Turtles love pizza. Um, and I was just thinking, I was like, oh, my God, IDW, like, jump on that. Like, make kid nostalgia goals, because it beyond the show no nothing really happened beyond the television show for street sharks if i'm correct Drew, right? you should write it and send it into idw oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if i did there would have to be a vin diesel cameo because that blew my mind <laughs> i saw him selling it in the commercial seriously oh, kids Christ. if anyone's watching and you're like what the fuck is that true look up street yeah. shark commercial yeah, that's vin diesel selling the shit out of those toys and like what the fuck it's amazing well that's like uh jack black in uh what the zelda commercial yeah there's that i didn't know that or yeah. uh wow. paul rudd in a nintendo commercial yeah you know yeah that was random but no sorry before we move on the best zelda commercial hands down the robin williams and his daughter zelda uh yeah it was a great commercial jeremy look if you look that one up it might make you sad so uh, it probably me. will you know it's, it was i'm really probably cute. gonna look it up anyways so i'm telling you you look it up it's super cute i, like, I was unaware of such a, a thing being well you know he named his daughter zelda after yeah, the game yeah, yeah, so yeah. it made sense um yeah but I, I have to be honest with you guys again i was just so busy with things i i didn't get a chance to look up any of the news so I'm just going to do what I normally do, just piggyback off YouTube. <laughs> well, uh, so this broke uh, just before the show. Uh, Joe Quesada is leaving Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. He's been there. 20 years? Yeah, 20 years, you know. Um, you know, and and his edit editorship, um, you know, there were highs and there were lows, which every editor in the world um but i listen say what you will about the man despite his flaws or not he really did care about marvel there was always a an appreciation there and i and i say the same thing about former dc editor dan didio who fun cat kids will be at TerrificCon, which we all three might end up being at so we can tell the men themselves there um they all the love was there 
it's just it's a it's a thankless job being an editor you know you're both the hero and the villain because for every five people happy with your decision you will have 10 people who think you're scum you know for for every great thing you do you will have a one more day you know and by god did did quesada get flack for that one yep not gonna say anything more on that no worries. It feels wrong. I'm not talking about it without Dr. Chris being here. <laughs> um, but I don't know. What I mean, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, you guys are fans like me, so you you know, Casada. I haven't read Marvel very much in the past 20 years, except for like Star Wars stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed uh, definitely nothing bad i can say about the guy right like i i think 20 years is if to get 20 years under your belt as editor of any company is an achievement like beyond anything i could ever so i think about how much comics have changed in that time i mean you know thousands for real a a lot was going on then We've become woke. It's the evil word, but we're woke now. Stop it. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) um, uh, So, Leo, is there any other news? Uh, No, uh, other than new comics. New comic. Oh, that looks like a throwback action logo. I I know. So, uh, yeah, Action Comics uh, annual for 2022. Also, Batman is getting his annual for 2022. Um, some of the uh, key books uh, I pointed out this week definitely the Justice League Road to Dark Crisis. Yes. Uh, I think it's five different storylines. I read the first one with uh, Cal, uh, not uh, not Cal L, uh, John, and um, uh, I think it's Dick. Okay. Uh, so them talking about, you know, the the death of Superman and Dick's like, uh, you know, well, they, they've been dead before, you know, that sort of thing. And pretty much. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, also, uh, Sh- Omega, uh, Shadow War Omega starts uh, this week as well. Uh, the um, re- uh, I don't know if it's the rebirth or not of. Uh, um, who the fuck is that guy? Deathlock? No. Deathstroke. Deathstroke, yeah. Slade, Slade, um, Wilson. Slade Wilson. Yep. You know, and it's funny because I, I seem to recall most recently they've made a new thing where he has a new son who is uh, like a genetically created human made from him and Talia, which if that's accurate, that would make him Damien's half-brother, which, again, I'm just like, Okay. Well, that happened. Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, a graphic novel came out this week, Superman, Son of Kal-El, Volume 1. So I I think it's, is it what, the first 15 issues? Probably. Something like that. Um, But yeah, great read, uh, Superman, Son of Kal. They're doing a great job on it. Uh, and on the Marvel side, I, I saw this. This looks pretty cool. Looks like a reprinting of Marvel Knight. Or sorry, oh, Mar- uh, yeah, Moon nice. Knight number one. 
Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and uh, X Men '92 is continuing. Okay. I um. I I do know that they're still building up to the new uh, Judgment Day storyline. That's the the war between uh, I think the the Avengers and the Eternals over the X Men. Um, so I know they're still building that up. Uh, this but, is like, awesome. Jeremy, I'm, I'm I'm not really following a lot of Marvel lately. Uh, I have to say, uh, but yeah. I will say on the DC side, uh, a solid read um, that I a solid recent read has been Superman, Batman, or Batman Superman Bloodlines by um, by Mark Wade, and um, I think it's Dan Tora. I just um, it's 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 a pretty solid fun read and it's just nice to see a, a slightly um, lighter uh, you know team up because it's uh, it's one of the world's finest and it's like wow this is you know it's a good read you know already the first three episodes are in you already had a crossover with Doom Patrol nice. you know yeah it, honestly I was really surprised I was like wow this is pretty good you know but um. So is Bloodlines a, a like a crossover? Because it looks uh, like it's... yeah, I think it is a crossover. It's between it's one of those Batman Superman titles. Um, I think it's called World's Finest. Um, I think Bloodlines is something else, but it's World's Finest Batman Superman, and um, yeah, their their villain is really interesting. All like the first three episodes episodes, the first issues are pretty intense. I'm not gonna lie there. They're pretty filled with a lot of good stuff, but it all moves really nicely. So nice. Uh, and artwork is really clean. Uh, the artist he has uh, working for him, I think it's Dan Mora. Yeah, that's the name, Dan Mora. Very, very nice, very detailed, simple, you know, good stuff. So I definitely recommend that if you guys want to get a chance. <sighs> is that the final issue of uh, King Conan coming out there? Because I know. Marvel's uh, losing the rights, yep. and uh, I forget who's picking it up, but people are kind of stoked and hoping to get something more uh, hardcore, a little more R-rated. I mean, listen, it didn't... Whenever Conan storylines have come in, it's just one of those where I feel like no matter what, it would always be a little less than, you know, if it was with Dark Horse or anybody else, because while you could still have him be, you know, uh, you know, crushing his enemies left and right, it's still Marvel, and it's still, yeah. by some extension, Disney, so it can't go as in, you know? Um, but I loved him on Savage Avengers. I thought that was really great. Because it's just nice to see a group of, of characters under the Avengers platform just fucking shit up. Just <laughs> You know, violent, crazy people. Well, that's me. I, um, uh, I have to say, the last uh, Conan I picked up a uh, long time ago is when uh, Todd McFarlane uh, was working on Conan. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm reticence. All right. So, okay. Doctor well, Strange, Doctor Doom. Uh, doctor, 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 Doctor. Doctor. 
doctor. Although, technically, I think someone pointed out at one point, Dr. Doom wasn't a real doctor. But I don't know if that's canon. So, you know, I, well, I well, he, that was he's definitely gone into school enough. I don't know if he ever got his doctorate. I just want to point out, I remember that because he shows up in one of those uh, maestro books that Peter David writes for Marvel. And um, I believe he made that joke. And I remember writing about it as, a, as an article from Screen Rant. And I was just like, you know, why don't we just call him Doom? I feel like that mm. just kind of encapsulates exactly the kind of presence Mr. Dramatic uh, would want. Um, but this was a solid read. Although I have to be honest, when I realized what it was, it, I have a sad story about this book. I um, yeah, I used to own a copy of it just like that. Um, I had purchased it uh, at St. Mark's Comics before they closed. Now they're back. Um, and I had gotten it signed by both Roger Stern and Mike Mignola. Um, but then I was an idiot and I loaned it to a friend to read because I thought she was, you know, she'd be interested in reading it. And, um, then we stopped being friends and this became a very bitter casualty slash loss. And I have constantly been kicking myself about it because i mean roger stern goes a lot but mike mignola i mean you, you couldn't make up for like a weekend just a weekend drew jeremy let me put it bottle of jaeger jeremy let me put it this way i'm gonna quote i'm gonna quote mystery men right now and when i say is there's not enough beer in the world okay so, so uh, this book is uh, going for not a ton, but looks like between fifty and a hundred raw. Mm -hmm. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or, or you can go on Amazon and buy it for two hundred and seventy-five bucks. That's the way to go. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> now I'm really bitter. Yeah, there you are. Now I'm really bitter because. That's just, and mind you, this wasn't in the best quality, but it was still signed. So by both, uh, yeah. oh yeah. God, I'm. Well, there, somebody's trying to sell one for 1300 on eBay. There you go. No. It, it, I got that uh, uh, Flintstones treasury in the other day. Mm -hmm. um, and the person who has it up for four hundred and like fifty dollars or whatever sent me mm -hmm. a a um, an offer for like right. four twenty five. I was just like, um, <laughs> thank you, but uh, I got one. It's a little bit not as great as yours, but good enough for me. And I only paid like eleven dollars. You have a good day. Yeah, Jeremy, I can translate for that for you. Hold on. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty <laughs> much. I was like four twenty-five. You're insane. I'll do you one better. I, Fuck off. I'm good. I need to learn your ways of sniping, Jar Jar. Oh, I don't snipe. I really, I have patience. Like people think, like as I said, it took like I don't know six months to get that Flintstones one, and like. 
it was just I, I sit there and search eBay all the time. And once it gets to where I, I a lot of the times people don't even list them properly. And that's how I find them because I look under like all sorts of different uh, wording to find treasuries from oversized comics to treasuries to Marvel special editions, DC first editions, blah, blah, blah. Like, sure. I mean, what you have to do is you have to you have to make up some lessons. But after each one for Leo, you just have to tell him this is the way or I have spoken. <laughs> you, have, you, know, you know, you just have to finish it and just I have spoken. I'm going to actually, because uh, Leo let out that he's into vintage Atari video games, so I'm going to hunt down a vintage Atari video game for Leo for like a present to say thank you oh, to Leo for all of this. I can just see, you know what you should do is you should put it in an envelope and you just, at, at Terrificon, you just mob style, just slide it across like, for your for, for your collection. <laughs> and he just looks at it. Yeah, see, Look there you go. that. Whoa. That is wow. pretty. That is oh, yeah. Uh Well, I mean, so Atari games, you know, a lot of them you need to rip to get open, like uh, like this Pac-Man's ripped at the top. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I've been looking for, like, cleanish boxes. Okay. Yeah, see it's ripped in the back. Um, but I'm, I'm looking for games that really meant something to me when I was a kid. Dig Dug. Yeah, Dig Dug. Uh, Pac-Man, I got Frogger on the way. Um, yo, wait, wait for Atari. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yo, that when I was a kid, my dad had one and I remember trying to wake up early just so I could get ready for school. So I could just have five minutes playing Frogger on the Atari. Oh, and no. when I, and I tell you that that was such a neon simplistic contraption of frog holocaustism my god that was that you know I, I i i really did my best to get that frog home safe and every every day i walked home i, I walked to the bus of failure kids don't, today don't know the struggle of how defeating video games used to be yeah like you, you, there yeah. were no saves there were no listen it, it took me an embarrassing amount of time when i had my first playstation to actually finish the first Spyro, because I just I couldn't do it. It took me years before I finally finished the whole game. Spyro the Dragon was cool. You know, like yeah, I liked those, but, like the Crash Bandicoots and stuff. Like yeah, that. they were hard. I, I still, I still never finished those games because eventually, at some point, I was like, "Fucking hell!" I've never finished the original Super Mario Brothers. I've made it to eight one, and that is oh my as far God. as I can make it. I'm a failure. Why don't you just let Leo bane you right now? Just bend his knee and just. <laughs> um, but so I will say this: I still reread this despite my bitterness. It's still great. I mean, it's still such a great classic read. Um. And it's, it's funny because a lot of people will remember Roger Stern because he did a lot in the, in the DC in the 90s. He did a lot of Superman. He did a lot of Superman. He did a lot of uh, Supergirl. Just basically action comics, Superman titles. Um, and Mike Mignola, um, who at that time was still Mike Cole, Mignola 
you would see occasionally doing things. I always found it really random that you would just see uh, a Marvel title or a DC title and there would just be a Mike Mignola cover. And it was still early. So the style wasn't, you know, what would become Hellboy. But you could see those, uh, you know, Mignola-isms, like how he draws, you know, corpses or hands or expressions, you know? It was always spooky covers too. Like I remember seeing him on like Batman, of course, Daredevil. Um, and then he would like end up on like doing other ones like, oh, it's 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 him doing action comics. Like I think at one point he did a DC event uh, with Jim Starlin called the Cosmic Odyssey, um, which you're thinking like, oh my God, like a, a Mike Mignola event. Um, it's pretty decent if we ever get a chance to review it, but it's just like so crazy because you're thinking like, the guy who created Thanos and the guy who created Hellboy. You're like, what? Um, even in this, you can see like, you know, that Hellboy style developing. It's still not there, but it's still, you know, you can see it. it it's, it's solidifying. You know? I mean, that's just my opinion. Hey, thanks, Tom. Um, but I mean, again, still a, a great read. Um, I mean, I, I'm interested to, to see what you guys thought of it. So, oh, I adored this. This was, it, it to me, it's like a double origin story, with with like a, a battle going on. Like mm -hmm. you get Dooms and Strange's origins retold. And the art and the the way the story is told, it's it's fantastic. Although I have to say the the way to become Sorcerer Supreme, <laughs> eh, <laughs> little, little bit uh, a little bit weird, a little bit easy. Uh, you know, all these guys like for these great sorcerers, and all of them are just like oh, and then you know. Strange is just like, hold on a second. So I'm like, oh, oh, and that's it? Oh, he wins. Okay, I see. Yeah. I, I did some digging, and I... It... And does Doom's metal face have expressions? Not really. Because it... there's so many times that it looks like his face is just like... I'm like, hold on, what, what's going on? Like, he looked like he was frowning. Go back a page or two. Liam, yeah, I, I, right yeah. there, that top panel, on the right hand side. A perpetually, he looks like he's frowning. It's he has a perpetually a frowny face. Yeah, but in this shot here, he's like yelling. Yeah. While while having a thought bubble. You know, it, you know, it's also interesting. Just again, if you pay attention to the Mignola-isms, you know. One of the most distinct ways is how he draws hands. You know, they're very, you know, nobody else draws hands like him. And then, like, the way that he also draws with shadows. I mean, again, these are things that would become staples of, of, of Hellboy. And it's funny because his style was what they based a lot of Atlantis, The Last Empire, off of back in the day. And um, when they, you know, when the, the animator showed it to him, 
They're like, oh, they, he look, he's like, oh, this kind of looks familiar. He said, yeah, they're they're basically your. It's your style. Those are your hands. <laughs> um, but again, I felt like rereading it that there are two different storylines coexisting here. You have the 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 battle for to be the sorcerer supreme, and then you have freeing Doom's mother. Yeah. Um, it also uh, Marvel's got once again another anti-hero. Like mm -hmm. Marvel has a million anti-heroes. Hey, look! It's hey, look, Leo! It's it's the real Mephisto. Yeah. I know, I know. I was gonna bring that up. Um, I, I I just want to say, you know, I not being a avid Marvel reader, uh, learning that uh, Latvia. Uh, adores Doom. Oh yeah. Is, okay. Is it? I thought it's Latveria. Is it Latveria? Yeah, it's Latveria. You know me and pronunciations. I yeah. I, fuck, I fuck things up. <laughs> it's okay. Boris is very happy with Doom. Listen, listen, Leo. You just, I I I understand, man. It's the it's the Lincoln Park in you. You try yeah. so hard, but in the end, it didn't really matter because you were still. Um, Camry. Cameron says doom. So uh, in my research, I've only found one other instance with Doctor Strange and uh, well, actually not even Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme and mm -hmm. Doom uh, battling. And apparently it's a recent storyline with uh, with a new Sorcerer Supreme. But I couldn't find any other meetings with Doctor Strange no. and Doctor Doom. What about during like secret wars or anything he did they didn't well well i i think being as leo is that you know again that's why this worked so well is because you don't really think of dr doom as a magical villain you know he's very much been framed as the perpetual fantastic four villain you know what i mean with his doom bots and his machines showing off his genius later in the later years they started to really highlight his commitment to the dark arts so he you know and to be quite honest i've always felt that dr doom is truly one of marvel's greatest threats because he kind of can do it all you know um which is also he, nice because he has a command of uh science and magic right and what for this is that this was a rare moment where we see that despite his ridiculous ego and arrogance he's still a human being he still has feelings there's still heart to him i mean stephen strange knows that this guy is bad news but here he is going literally to hell with doom to rescue his his mother's soul i mean it's great and um you know of course that just gives mignola more chance to just draw demons and and, and, and crows yeah, yeah, crows. beautiful crows. Crows the size of eagles. <laughs> um, you know, it's just again, it's it's just extremely well done. And I have uh, to say, this is probably only I, I I can't think of any other Mephisto stories I've actually read where like Mephisto is the main villain. Yeah, it, it's it's. In the in the, he's always been either one of those behind the scenes characters that pops up in the end, yeah, 
or you know, and usually you see him around supernatural characters like Ghost Rider. Yeah, um, uh, actually, there was a strange comic a few uh, years strange. ago with him and Ghost Rider, Damnation. Yeah, yeah, um, and I think it's funny because it wasn't until One More Day that you saw him really play the role. Um, although recently he did play a huge part in the the Marvel sort of reboot, not really Heroes Reborn. Um, when that that storyline happened, uh, the entire Marvel world had changed, and it was primarily due to Mephisto. Um, and even even worse is that that there is an entire multiverse of Mephistos, which is just if you think about that, I mean, one devil is, is bad enough, but, you know, like, think, imagine a council of Ricks, but they're all the devil. Like, <laughs> terrifying. Um, this image right here, if Leo, scroll down a little bit. Um, with, with Doom over his mother's statue, I mean, that's classic Mignola, but it is just <sighs> powerful. You know? There's another one of those faces. I'm like, like what's going on that. with Doom's face? You know, look at that, man. Oh. That is intense. Like, that is just beautiful. Again, you got to really admire the way that he just plays with shadows. You know? And again, the way, like, Another great thing about this thing is, you know, yes, you have the four to six uh, panels a page uh, mindset, which, you know, comics Lloyd, but the way that they organize it, like, it just moves so well. You yeah, know? this was easy to read and follow which way the panels and wording went. Not a yeah, problem. Because sometimes it's just, like, it's tightly regimented or they're just going some, like, somewhere, like, when they just jump around so much, you're like, could you... Maybe I've provided arrows. Sometimes yeah. I find that. Um, oh, it was just, this was such a good read. I have to say, I didn't notice that there were so many panels without actual dialogue. Cause like, as you're looking at them, it feels like there's wording going on. It, um, it, it had a kind of cinematic feel like that. I think, you know, because yeah. I feel like, a lot of times you see a lot of comics, Jeremy and Leo, I'm sure you can back me up, but there's just so much words, you know, like, like you have to let, you have to find that nice balance where you tell enough, but you also let the artist show enough. And when you have a creative team that just works, you know, you get magic. Well, definitely in the, so this came out in 89. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely the earlier books, uh, you know, since, I've been doing this with you guys. I've definitely noticed that, like, especially like the earlier X-Men, just it's like it's reading so much friggin' dialogue that's unnecessary. Are you talking like Claremont era? Oh, Claremont is. You should talk to Claremont in, in person. Whew. He, <laughs> he is wordy. He, he, yeah, he is. He, he, he like, well, the thing was with Claremont is that he liked it that every issue you wouldn't have to read the one before you could just, yeah, you know, he, he was very big on that. And to his credit, that actually does work because 
you know, again, you didn't have to read what happened before. They would just kind of summarize up. I mean, Stan Lee used to do that with Spider-Man yep. a lot. You know, you know, true believers, Spider-Man is now trapped in the peril of Mysterio. Um, we gotta have him and him and uh, Brandon just do voices back oh, yeah. and forth. <laughs> oh, li- listen, I- I'm still convinced that that Brandon is somehow some like multiverse extension of me. Because when I when I met him, I was like, no, there's. Too I've many never seen you two in the same room. You can ask Leo; it's pretty funny. Some some <laughs> sometimes I actually am quieter because I just let I let him do his thing. But then when we're going back and forth, it just it it it's 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 something. Like Leo basically doesn't even talk. He's like, I'm just gonna wait and just ring the bell. <laughs> oh, by the way, like if they've got to do this little sorcerer supreme thing every hundred years why did they destroy the temple oh that's like, a good he's like the temple of the, he goes down and he dusts it off and then he's like you know what eh, <laughs> i'm just gonna knock I, it down i think what i also loved is that you had the age king is you know you see that a lot of times people assume that magic will always keep you immortal Everything you see, that character, he is still all powerful, but he's clearly losing his mind. You know, he's clearly old enough where he's experiencing what looks to be like dementia. Um, and he's got his aide who's always like, Oh, please eat something. He's like, No, I had that hours ago. That was 10 minutes ago. Oh, okay. Like, nonsense. Um, again, you know, this is just a solid classic read. You don't really need to know too much about the characters. Um, it was just nice to see a kind of horror, spookier tale that, like Jeremy pointed out, hasn't really been done again. Like this is—it's a true one shot. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen this referenced again. You know, it's kind of—it—it it kind of—I don't want to say fell by the wayside. It just kind of is in a category of its own. You know. Like, it's the kind of thing that like a actual like continuity in it like you know it, yeah it... I, and i think it's the kind of thing that if you found in a bookstore like where comic or not you'd be like oh, okay and you'd flip through it oh, yeah. and you'd actually read it you know yeah i think the art jumps enough for like even not the average comic reader would pull up and be like oh hi what's this well, I think now the draw, like if they were to reprint it, they would definitely play on the fact that Mike Mignola is, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but having met both of them, they are extremely pleasant in person. And Roger Stern is, is such a pleasant man. Um, and Mike, I mean, God, I still can't believe I got to meet him. Just so funny. Um, but they're very good with their fans. There's not really much of an ego there so uh you know this is a solid read and it's it's uh it's nice to remember where marvel was you know like i agree for um oh, sorry go ahead no it's i was saying i kind of wish that we could take a couple of pages from that in the modern day and age um because there is i feel something lost there but that's just me being a nostalgic oh. old fun well, 
I agree that I really enjoyed this read. I, I love that it was a one shot. Uh, everything was all self-inclusive. You didn't have to, uh, it, it wasn't like, a, you know, a 40 issue crossover or anything like that. It was just all self And it covered, you know, multiple storylines, you know, and uh, you had, like uh, Jeremy said, you had the two uh, origin stories along with the uh, battle for the Sorcerer Supreme and uh, along with uh, saving Doom's, uh, you know. Um, yeah. You did a lot in such a short span of time. And uh, just really well done. Sorry Agreed. about that, my dog. That's fine. Um, but, no, like I said, solid, solid read. Uh, I'm sorry that our uh, our, 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 our other co-host uh, yeah. bit, couldn't make it. I'm sure he would have had good things. Well, I, I'd like to have known what his thought, because uh, he wasn't feeling a lot of the art of Manola's uh, stuff on the Batman until after Batman had left. I, I, I really appreciated the art on the Strange, and I would, would have liked to see if he concurred. Concurred. Uh, oh, listen, I, I thoroughly enjoy any time Manola was either writing or arting. Uh, writing or arting. I'm arching. Arching. I will will also say this. If we ever get a chance, he did a fantastic Elseworlds crossover called The Doom That Came to Gotham that was essentially Batman mixed with Lovecraftian lore. It's a three issue. It's really fucking good. Like, it, it, it was made, you know, during when Elseworlds ran supreme. Um, it's three issues, but let me tell you, wow, the reinvention of the Batman villains, Batman, his, his characters. Oh, it's great. Like if we, that's definitely something I recommend we do in the fall. Um, totally. But back to this, always great. I really wish. At some point, I would love to see someone reference this to kind of be like, hey, kids, remember this? Um, who knows? You know? Some, you know. But, uh, well, I mean, we, we, we need more Mephisto references. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Especially right now. Hashtag more okay. Mephisto. Leo, Leo, you cannot could, blame you, everything you on Mephisto. Okay, you can't. Uh, we, we, we can try. We can try. And Jar Jar, did you say more Mephisto? More Mephisto. Oh, more Hashtag Mephisto. Hashtag. Okay, okay Hashtag I thought you were combining Morbius with Mephisto because uh, what, what is oh. the whole Morbius like cult now? I see so many memes about Morbius. Because it's awful. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know. Listen, I'm staying Leo, out of that one. Leo, if. if Comic book movies want to tank. I think they'll just offer Jared Leto a role in it. That's just like, like, okay, we want this movie to be mediocrely awful. Let's cast Jared Leto in somebody. He's just going to really in for no apparent fucking reason. Like you see him and he is shredded. And I'm just like, like he's shredded for no apparent reason. I'm just like, well, you know, it's, it's keeping up with his cult. You know, you just, uh, 
Yeah, I think I saw someone made a meme where it was looked like he was transforming and he said it's Morbin time. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, yeah that Morbin like, time is a. <laughs> and he was paired against Venom. And I was just like, I can't. I was like, can we, can we, can we? I was like, no. Just, just, no. Just, no. Uh, there was um, one meme I saw where they took the. Uh, Endgame poster and changed all the faces to uh, Morbius for some stupid reason. Very nice. Guys, get a better hobby. Um, There is one thing I forgot to bring up in terms of new stuff. I didn't know if you guys are caught up. I still haven't caught up with it. Stranger Things Season 4. I've only watched the first episode. Yeah. Okay. I liked it so far. I haven't watched any of it. I'm Going in as always with moderate expectations. Um, I've heard good things. I've heard nothing but good things. Uh, some small gripe so here or there, but um, the haircuts are beautiful for the eighties. I will say that I do think, and you guys back me up on this, that you think you're, if you agree, I think that's one of the shows where it's been consistently good the whole run. Yeah, I could have done without season two myself, but the rest of it was great. Season two is actually where I fell off. I I enjoyed season one, and I like did not finish season. Season three is great. Okay. Hey, hey, excuse me. First thing first. Okay, that's the one where, if I'm correct, isn't that the one? Season two is when they're dressed up like Ghostbusters. No, that's three. That's three. Wait, is it three? What happened there? Oh, we all went like oh. for a second. Maybe it was season, but uh, no, it's no, it's definitely two for a while because because there's still or no, what's it three? No, 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 it's definitely two because they were still commenting about how Will had quote unquote died and come back to life and and whatnot, and we hadn't seen um, the mind flare yet. We were oh, dealing yes. with with that, so it's season two because season three. That's when we have that. We have him come in as more of a villain. We have Billy show up. Everything. Leo, I'm not going to lie. You should give it a, a, another shot because the season three had some real. Um, oh, it, it, it turned the, the action. Never ending story song. I will, I will say this, Leo. If you like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, it had season three had those kind of vibes. Yeah, I didn't care for that. Okay, you know what, Leo? Listen, you can't like everything, and that's fine. And we're not going to judge you for it. But I might judge you like two percent. I don't even think I finished season two, and I watched season three. So I I think you'd be okay just skipping. I'm telling you, I don't think you need season two. Okay. Plus, there's a recap page, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We'll catch you up. I liked season three. It, it, It. felt more like season one to me like season two i felt like we we stepped away from all the great nostalgia of the show and like went to just that's scary stuff well i will say this i don't mind it the nostalgia but i do feel that you have to be careful because the last thing you want is to make that a crutch Hmm. and then you get lazy writing as a result of it i agree um you know like again, we're we're definitely seeing a lot of nostalgia, but I don't mind it. But at the same time, I I do like it when it's something new, like it can be inspired of, but can still be its own thing. 
Um, but again, Hollywood, they, they know nostalgia is going to sell because suckers like us, like, oh my God, I loved that when I was a kid. I'm going to go watch it. You're like, I am a slightly confused. One character is wearing a chain wallet and it's supposed to be 1986. And I'm pretty sure we didn't start doing the chain wallets till the early 90s. Am I wrong on that? Uh, no, because I remember um, in grade school. Uh, really? You were that he a, cool? He chain, he uh, no, 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 no. I, I wanted to be that cool. I. Oh. I, I I uh, I didn't get one until after high school, so no, I, I, got, I wasn't cool at all. I got the what was it the the black wristband with the spikes. Oh, look at Mister Badass here in grade school. Yeah, but also, yeah, that... uh, yeah, I remember going into that store because they also had uh, a Voltron in the back that I so wanted, but it was too expensive. Does that go with the wristband with the spikes, the Voltron? <laughs> it was an expensive toy store, and I, I couldn't, you know. How much was it? I don't remember. I just remember the only thing I could like get was the, the wrist with the spikes. I was kind of shocked today. I was at Walmart, and I saw this, like, 7 to 10-inch alien and predator figure that are only ten dollars and i was really nice yeah i was kind of impressed i was like at 10 bucks you know wow it's funny leo you remind me i remember when i was a kid uh, like you know growing up the 90s i was obsessed with power rangers and i remember i tried tricking my grandmother into buying a dragon zord <laughs> and of course they, they they talked to my parents um and my mom was just like nice try the answer still no um, and I was like, damn. Like, you know, again, I, I, as a kid, you think you're so fucking crafty. Like, you're writing the rules for the game. And then you realize you are you are a fish in a, in a pond. <laughs> you, you, you are not ready for the ocean, little barracuda. Um, uh, speaking wow. of uh, growing up with things, uh, so uh, Jar Jar, you've inspired me to... Uh, Peru's eBay. I, I just put in some low bids for a couple of things, uh, including well, go uh, slow, Leo. You don't put in your bids until yeah. the last whoa, whoa. seven yeah. seconds. Oh, that was my mistake. Jer Jeremy, yeah. guide him. He don't let it. them this know that you're wanting it, and like you can watch it. Okay. But at the yeah. last seven seconds, that's when Listen. you like. I, I I had let somebody know about a Muhammad Ali versus Superman going because I already have it signed by Adams and I saw it was going for like thirty bucks and I told this person about it and, and they blew their load right away and it sold for like eighty five or something I was like Whoa. Leo what you got to do Whoa. this is like TLC you got to creep but instead of creep you got to swoop baby oh, yeah. swoop swoop. You give yeah. them that seven seconds, and like they think they're done, they're kind of like celebrating, and then all of a sudden, yeah, and, then, <gasps> and then Leo Pond in for the steal. Yeah, the anxiety comes <laughs> in. They're all like, Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Raiders at 2600. Look at that. Damn. I'm sorry. How I much? don't think I've ever played Raiders. Oh, I, I spent so much time playing Raiders. Wow. That's not bad, Leo. No. See, see, my stepdad picked up Pole Position and Foo Fighter, and he, he loved those two games, so that's pretty much what I played for the first year I owned it. Yeah. 
So, uh, gents, would you say that we're kind of done? So we should probably wrap it up. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I was like, we are starting to go down that rabbit hole. So I was like, let me be the voice of reason. So yeah, everyone, yeah. you've now seen it all. Um, you know. Whoops. Uh, it's okay. See, Streaming Leo, live. you got to pace yourself. See. I know. Gotta, I know. But well, now I know the secrets. You gotta watch, and then like right at the last minute. Oh yeah! If I, I'll show next time we're hanging out. I'll show you my watch page. It's like five pages long, and oh, like wow. I normally I'm just checking the watch to see if anything. Like uh, a lot of sellers will send you uh, offers oh. if you know you're watching, and you know. Leo, this guy is like Shawshank Redemption. He's our red. He was like, he's the guy we talked to. We want to get something. You know, we want to find something like, can you acquire it? It's like, I got you. Let me, let me, got you know, he's you. Cheeseburger yeah. Eddie in uh, the longest yard right here. I'm telling like, you, a lot of my books come from uh, my brownies, too. Like, I trade brownies for them. Like, oh, nice. Yeah. Every, you know what? In that case, everybody wins. Am I right? Yes. I still have to send you my address. Oh, yes. remind you. I still got to, because I got I to gotta make this summer even more lit. You should have seen um, I, the cookies I made today. I did these little trays inside the squares, and they're beautiful. I got it. We have to. We have to. I have to establish this ground rule. We cannot do that while we're at Terrific Con because that is just that's too much. Jeremy, oh, no. you do whatever you want. No, but no, um, I, 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 I smoke and walk around just to stay at baseline. But yeah, me, I, I, I don't want to eat half a brownie and then suit up as dead poo. That's gonna get real weird real quick. <laughs> um, but I feel like I'll sweat it out because that costume is hot. But whatever. So the point being is, it would probably so, make it react faster. So normally, so how do you want to rate this? Oh yeah, I thought. Can first? I go first? Yeah. Yes, you heard. You go first, pumpkin. I'm gonna go four point two five. It okay. was fantastic, but there were a few corny moments. But I, I didn't mind the corny moments because they kind of fit into the story. So, okay, okay, Leo, and I love the art. The art was great for this. Uh, I'm gonna go with a solid four myself. Uh, you know, it was nice and short. I, I loved that. the uh, The story was great, um, and uh, the artwork. You, you know, it was it was good. I, I wasn't in love with it. Um, but it was, it was pretty good. You're a hard ginger to please. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, but ginger beard be the final vote. Mm. Um, uh, I'm going to give it for me. I'm, I'm also going to give it a 4.45. Um, I love the story. I love the artwork, obviously. Um, I love the self-contained nature of it. Yes, it does have its cheese. But it also has its heart. And yes. honestly, I would recommend this to anybody who wants a nice, simple one shot that to me felt very cinematic. It had a beginning, a middle, and an end. There was no cliffhanger. And you just could reference you, it if you want, or you could leave it alone. And just when you think Doom's going exactly the way you thought he would go, anyways, he's bam, he's just like, no. Mm -hmm. It's pretty so. good. Indeed. So that's that. So Leo, you, you do the, you, your sign off. Yeah. I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. Definitely check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. For me, you can just Google Leo Pond. 
find a bunch of stuff could be true could be not uh but uh, i run a little thing called the dorking podcast network we got about 40 shows on the network a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff head on over to the dorkening.com which you can find all the latest episodes for all the shows on a network and uh jar jar i'm gonna say go check out velvet joker on facebook and uh comic book lovers buy sell trade and auction on facebook yay true thank you my name is true and when i'm not being true i'm also ghostbuster man 1984 i'm also on facebook i do things with the dorkening splash pages the whole hubba baloo i'm very busy but i still have time for this show and in some extension i still have time for you but don't get it twisted i'm still really busy so if i you send a message and i don't respond it's not that i don't love you it's that i don't have time for this love it and that will catch you guys there bye good night